Just after 4.30 on a Monday afternoon, Kimbo on the Reach with you. Thanks to Studio Lumo, our good friends at Lumo USA, and Monteen Hyundai Cheltenham. If you'd like to send a text, you can do so on the text line courtesy of Monteen. 0427154166. Pretty good hit out by the Crows on the weekend, defeating the West Coast Eagles by 67 points. If we look past what happened to Riley Philthorpe, there's a lot to talk about. Let's welcome their senior coach, Scotty Burns. How are you, Scott? Oh, he's promoted now. How are you going, Larry? Oh, oh senior you're assistant. senior coach now, Scott. Congratulations. <laughs> well, you're senior still, isn't he? Yes, he's senior. I think not. technically I was correct. <laughs> I don't think we want Matthew Nix falling off his chair just yet, please. Well, he hasn't signed yet. There might oh, be something in there. Where'd you go with that? Hello, Scott. How you going, boys? Uh, were you happy with the weekend? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was uh, up, up another level from the week before. We um, yeah, had a pretty good hit out against Port Adelaide where there wasn't much in that game. And then, uh, yeah, like I said, stepped it up and we were a lot, lot, uh, we were better pleased, I guess, with um, the way we defended the ground a fair bit better at, um, at Richmond Oval and certainly gave ourselves um, plenty of opportunities to score again. So had another 32 shots on goal. So we're pleased with both um, both aspects of our game. Scott, you've changed a role over the summer, not to senior coach, but you've gone from defenders to forwards. Now, the art of coaching is the art of coaching, but what changes when you have to deal with the men who are finishing off the play? Uh, well, I, I guess it's it's all individuals. It's No matter you're on the midfield, the forwards or mm. the backs, you certainly got to get a pretty solid relationship with the individuals involved in that line. So that, that takes time. There's... Um, Certainly, we, we all know each other here, of course, because we're here every day, mm. but you spend a lot more time with your specific line. So it was good. It was a good uh, two to three months to make sure I got to know the, um, the forwards as much as I could in that short time and um, trying to understand what makes them tick or, or where they need a little bit of push and shove along at times to mm. perform a little bit better. So that takes time. In terms of uh, just the complete game, yeah, it's a little bit different. You're, you're more quarterback-ish when you're in the back line, obviously. Yep. You're seeing the game unfold in front of you and forwards really are getting up the ground and then they've got to do the uh, the 180 and um, you know, rip back to goal. So there's, there's a few different aspects um, you need to bring to your um, coaching and understand as oh, a coach. All righty. Riley Thorthorpe has his best pre-season by all <laughs> reports and then cops that injury. Can you update us there? Um, well, the only update I've got now is he, he will have a, an arthroscope on it later in the week and from there when he, ha- when he actually has that arthroscope we'll have the better details. The surgeon... Mm-hmm. There's a, a few things there he's not sure about at this stage, so we, we can't actually clarify, but he, he wants a little bit of football. Um, the good thing is it's not it's not ACLs or PCLs or anything like that, so that's that's all structurally quite sound. Um, it's more meniscus and cartilage, those sort of things at this point in time. So we uh, won't get a real, uh, I guess, a time frame on it. it can, or get more of an understanding with the time frame when the, the surgeon goes in and has a look at it. So normally if it's just a slight cartilage tear, well, it could be back in a month if that's repaired? It could be, yeah. If it's, yep. you know, it could be, yeah, it could be anywhere from from four weeks. Worst case scenario with what he's got at the moment, it may it may be ten. So it's, it's in there somewhere. But like Ooh. I said, we'll, um, we'll we'll give a better indication to to certainly our supporters um, later in the week when we have those details. Mm. Mm. All right, you fingers crossed there. Yeah, there's a lot to look, take out of the game. Um, I'm not sure where to start. Let's go to Matty Crouch, uh, who's continued on with that good form from late last year. Yeah, he's been terrific. I mean, when I first got him, Matty had the OP. He was um, certainly struggling a little bit with his um, penetration with kicking and, and speed um, and power away mm. from the contest. And I think the pleasing thing's been the last half of last year and and certainly early this year that he, he's just... He's, look, he's not a, a big bloke. He's probably only about that 179, 180 mm. um, and 80 kilos, but um, people struggle to, to tackle him to ground. He, he stands up yeah. in the tackles well and he... 
he certainly distributes the ball um, to our more fleet-footed players as good as anyone in our side. So he's yeah, he's had a really good pre-season. He looks powerful, looks strong, um, and just really pleased with how he's he's come back from um, getting those half a dozen games towards the end of last year. Yeah, 17 disposals reach in the first half. Very good. Scott, there's virtually a player on every team who you wish you had two or three versions of him so you didn't have to split him in multiple oh. roles. This is Rankin. Now... Yeah. Clearly, you're liking that he can hybrid midfield and forward. How do you use him this year in both roles? Oh, we, we can. Well, it probably depends on where we're at with player availability um, mm. at times as well. But um, we, we want them all to go through. So we had Pedler and Rochelle going through the centre bounces at times on the weekend. Not not a great deal, but they were certainly there. Uh, and then we know from those centre bounces or those stoppages around the ground when those boys do drift forward, they can they can certainly hit the scoreboard. Mm. And, one thing that's been really pleasing um, with us as a coaching group at the moment and, and certainly as a team is you know, we've got five to six smaller medium-sized forwards who can certainly get up the ground but Tuesday rip hard back to goal when mm. when we get that ball back in our possession and it's a, it's a bit of a headache for those um, medium to, to smaller defenders for, with the opposition teams. Hey, if we can go back to Phil Thorpe, now that he's going to be out, it was going to be Tex Fogg and, and Riley. Uh, how do you restructure now or do you go with those smaller forwards? There was a time that Elliot Himmelberg would have just popped in. Uh, that doesn't look mm. to be the case now. Yeah, well, there's options for us. I mean, uh, look, we're not rushed, of course. We've, we've got mm. a little bit of time before we play Gold Coast. But um, like we said, we've, uh, you know, Saligo comes in. We've still got Ned McHenry that's had uh, a really good pre-season as well. So we, there's certainly a possibility to go smaller, but yeah. we, we do know that we do have Chris Burgess and Lockie Gallant that have, have played some really solid football at, at AFL level, and, and they've certainly had very good pre-seasons as well. And both had a little bit of sniff uh, against Port Adelaide the week prior. So they've had some really good football, and... Yeah, we could go like for like, and we, we certainly could go small, but we'll certainly um, go through that as a, a match committee in the next week and a half. Scott, if all goes to plan, after the first month of AFL Premiership football, what should we note about it, what is different or better about the Crows in 2024? Uh, better or different? Uh, we we don't want to be necessarily different, Rich. We just want to probably be better for longer, if that mm. makes any sense at all. We We believe we've got a reasonably solid game plan. It's... It's um, yeah. We certainly needed to dot the I's and cross the T's a little bit more, mm-hmm. just to to make sure we're a little bit cleaner around the ball. Maybe finishing our work, um, defending for longer when we needed to. So we've certainly worked on those aspects. But um, I, I don't think when you come to a game of football from from this year to last year, you're going to notice a heap of difference. Okay. But like I said, we we want to be more consistent with it. And you certainly, I think you'll notice the individuals though. Those those twenty to twenty one, or the twenty ones, and now turning twenty two. Mm-hmm. That little bit bigger. That little bit stronger. That's that's one thing you'll certainly notice. Mm, okay. I may have misread this, but I was a tad concerned. I heard the captain, Jordan Dawson, talking about this year and the game style, and he said you'll see a more defensive Adelaide Crows. Uh, Crows were the high-scoring side last year. That concerned me. I thought it was a beautiful style of football. Maybe just do that better. Yeah, well, like I said, we've um, you know we've still kicked 93 and I think what, 117 points. So we've, we've still kicked uh, 210 points in two games. Um Unfortunately, Port probably still kicked uh, 90 odd points against us the week before, but we kept West Coast to 50. So that's, you know, that, that's one aspect we were certainly happy with on the weekend. Um, no, we we don't want to take away what we're good at though yeah. either. Either yep. team, we we know that's a strength of ours. But like I said, it's probably just defending better and defending for longer periods, um, mm. if that makes any sense. Instead mm. of just maybe you've got a player that's done two or three piece seasons. Now he's done three to four. He's that little bit fitter. Or, um, just stays in the game for longer. That's one aspect that we've, we've certainly pushed throughout the pre-season and just 
pushed them really hard to continually work hard up and down the grounds. Um, do you enjoy selection? It's going to be fun in a, a week's time. Uh, Sam Berry certainly put his hand up. And you mentioned Jake Saligo. Gee, he was all quality when he came on in the second half. Yeah, I don't necessarily enjoy selection when you know there's two or three players who probably deserve a game who aren't going to get it. I, I certainly, but I, I love selection when there's a young fellow who's getting his first game and you and you put him in and um, you know the boys are all up and about and they love it. So it's it's not easy, but we we're not. It's you know you're not employed to to do anything easy in these these roles as coaches. And unfortunately, you know 24 don't go into 23. So there's there's always going to be a couple of unlucky stories and. Boys that have had probably the better pre-seasons are fit and are doing as well as they possibly can. It's just that there's we we perceive it to be one or two players ahead of them at this point in time. But um, what we do know is that over the 23-24 week um, season, there's going to be a lot of niggles. There'll be a suspension or two. There'll mm. be a loss of form, and the boys get a bit sore. Where we need to replenish and, and restock. So there'll certainly be those boys that are uh, 23rd to. 28th player at this point in time will get their opportunity throughout the year. Were you teasing or hinting then that there could be a debutant in round one? Nope. No, right. <laughs> I can't misread it. I was going to bring up Dan Curtin. How is he travelling? <laughs> uh, no, well, like, he, you know, they all get here a bit late. We only had three weeks before Christmas, so they don't train for a long time then. And then he, he had that little bit of a niggle with his knee mm. for two or three weeks in January-ish or from mid-Jan to the start of Feb. So he, he hasn't had a great... Um, Workload, not as much as the other boys, of course, but he's been back out and training now for the last um, three to four weeks. And on the weekend, did quite well in the, in the SNFL, playing as a as a deeper defender. So yeah, look, it's, we certainly don't want to rush him. I know he's an early pick, and there's a lot of things we like about him, but um, we'll make sure that he's um, he's doing as well as he can in his development and being a, a better footballer week to week. Scott, from that Jordan Dawson quote that Kim's brought up, do I read into that because of the heavy hits that you've taken in defence, injury-wise, and the loss of players there, that you do have to work a little harder defensively to cover that group now? Uh, no, I'd say Dawson would be saying that um, regardless of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we, we got scored a bit from stoppages last year, but in mm-hmm. terms of transition, we, we might have been a top 16 Um you know, in, in defence, fifth or sixth best, I think we were. And look, at the end of the season, we're middle of the road. I think we were ninth and and uh, one kick away or stopping one goal to being in the top eight in defence. So it's mm. not as if we're poor in defence. But you have uh, taken so hits there over in recent times, particularly with, with injury and defections. So it just looks like the narrative is, if there's a question mark about Adelaide, is how you're going to hold up in defence this year. Oh, that's, that's fair enough, but I'm saying as a coach, Roosh, that no, mm. we want to get better regardless if those players are still here or they'll fit. Mm. So I'll just make that point point clear. But yeah, we, we do. We, we know that um, like any defensive group um, at times can only be as good as what's happening through the midfield or, or opposition getting out too easy from stoppage yep. or even even when we go inside 50 and the forwards don't want to defend and that ball's coming out quickly, it's it's not easy being a defender at that point in time. So we, we've got to make sure that we're all connected in defence and you know, we talk about us being the number one offensive team. Everyone goes straight to our forwards. Well, that's not true either that it's our forwards. I know we have talent there, but um, we certainly improved from stoppages the last half of the year. We were, I think we were fifth best team from clearance diff. And, mm. and you would have seen on the weekend, if you watch this, when Miller comes back into that team, mm. he, he just straightens us up and goes hard. When you have Miller, Hinge and Smith off half back, they help you be a very good offensive team as well when they get the ball in their hands. So, yeah, offense, we, we need midfielders and defenders to play well and defense. We've got to make sure our, our forwards and mids are, are competing as well as we possibly can. And 
slowing up opposition or at least delaying them so we can get yep. set as a team. You certainly look quick on the weekend. Hey, did you have time to have a little look at Harley Reid? What was your thoughts on the youngster? I, know, I thought he worked into the game nicely. Um, yeah, I, I thought his second half was quite good. He, he's, he's a big kid. He's, he's mm. going to be big at 23, 24. Um, mm. So, you know, he just looks like one of those those players that will be strong over the ball. And um, They all need time still. Well, as I said, we don't want to rush. We spoke about Curtin earlier. They... They do need a little bit of time, but uh, at uh, at 23 and 24, he's going to be a pretty big specimen. Now, Scotty, I'm not sure if this is a conundrum for the coaching staff or not, but the Gold Coast play Richmond this weekend. Uh, What do you do? Do you put the boys in cotton wool or do they have another competitive hit out? Oh, we won't train on the weekend, but we'll we'll go. We'll we'll have a really good hit out um, on Friday, Um, even on Wednesday this week. um, We'll still get a fair bit of run into our legs, but uh, we'll... Probably go into, just trying to think our major session next week. Tuesday and Thursday next week will be reasonably solid. I mean, Darren Burgess will take control of that, but uh, there's one thing you don't want to do. You don't want to take your your foot off the accelerator. We've got to make sure we're still training hard and still certainly competing around contested ball because they are a very good contested team when they get it right. So um, that's one area that they uh, they got us in that last half up uh, up at Darwin last year. So does that mean there'll be a stack of competitive work? Oh, we'll do that. Yeah. yeah, we'll do. There'll be many handball games. There'll be tackling that, that won't be for long, a long period of time. But the boys need that little bit of a hit before they uh, before they go into that round one game. Scott, you note the trends of the game. Is it getting quicker? Is that the theme of twenty twenty four? We're going to see faster football. Oh, uh, well, I think that was already there. Um, you know, in a way, when you look at the way that Richmond applied with those three premierships, and mm. and we probably look at the Hawthorne team from you know that. Where were they, 13, 14, 15? The, the Hawthorne team was certainly a very good kicking team, but they, they went reasonably direct. But I think Richmond took it to another level. Uh, Melbourne maybe may copied that a little bit to, to a point where they, they went more along down the line and went a little bit quicker when they when they needed to. There's no doubt that um, last year Collingwood went went quick. But they certainly had modes too when they could uh, control it, kick mark and slow it down. Um, it it depends. I mean, you don't want that tennis game that's that's yeah, thirty rallies, yeah, and you yeah. just at the end you yeah. you're holding your shorts. You can't get going. Yeah. You've got to be smart. You want to, you want to take the opportunities when they there when they're there, and uh, when they're not, just uh, control the football until you can find that opportunity to um, pierce off a defence again. Well, speaking of control, you played with instinct, and there's a memorable moment with you, and Michael Voss. How does the player or Scott Burns in 2024 deal with what is clearly now being a game where you might have to think twice about how you enter a contest. You'd get life. <laughs> yeah. I, I reckon the hardest one for me now would, would be the sling tackle. Where, mm. where, where we just, you go with that. Oh, that, that's a hard one because you, you go at them hard. You, we were always told, get the player to ground. Yep. Um, so they can't get up again. I think the bumping one's reasonably simple. I, I, there's there's going to be times when you go in hard towards a contest and then that player turns his head last mm. minute and you can't really do too much. I, Hopefully they're still smart enough to understand the difference between that and the difference between a player deliberately going hard and uh, you know jumping off the ground and, and, and making head contact. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I think that the sling tackles are one. You know, even last year it was a bit hard. Some boys aren't prepared to take players to ground now. What it looks like anyway, for fear that they uh, they might get a week or two. Exactly. Any correspondence from the AFL in terms of players milking those free kicks from the sling tackles? We saw players tapping their head the, into the ground. Yeah, there, there was a little bit in the um, in the off season, um, but I yeah. I think the main one for me is if you are getting tackled and you do have an arm free, you've you've certainly got a responsibility to break yep. the fall with that arm. You, you can't just go limp. So um, if I've got you pinned with one arm 
and we go to ground and then you just flop. Well, no, there's a fair bit of onus on the on the um, mm. oh, on the ball carrier. You've got responsibility to to, um, to break your fall. That's good news. That is really good news to hear. Hard enough gig for the umpires without players doing yeah. that. A hey, stack of texts coming through while we got you, Scotty. Uh, thanks to Montine Hyundai. I'll try and paraphrase a lot of them. Uh, basically, uh, what positions are not locked in? Uh, there's been texts here about the wings. Obviously, the change to the forward setup, which we spoke about. How are your wings looking? Are you settled? Yeah, pretty settled. I mean, Chase Jones, fifth in our best and fairest before he got injured mm-hmm. last year, so he, he certainly got one down pat, and Charlie's been terrific. Um, but then we've, you know, we've we've only got uh, Saligo back for half a game, who who bounced around everywhere on the weekend. If you saw that second half, he certainly looked lively with his with his quick feet. So there's, um, I think most of them, are, uh, most of them are locked in, but we certainly need some discussions. Um, as a group, as a match committee, probably later in the week um, about which direction we may be headed. Another text about the midfield. Is it basically Laird, Crouch and Dawson with Saligo, Rochelle Rankin and Pedler running through there? Or has this person uh, missed this one that's from Matt? Um, uh, well, there's Barry. Barry was through oh, Barry, the weekend yep, as well. Yep, I don't sorry. think they said that. So, yeah, we've got some options in there now too, which is, you know, most teams will generally have those four more inside mids. Um, and the way Barry stepped up on the weekend, it, it was really pleasing because he, he played some terrific football in 2022. Mm. Um, didn't quite get the opportunities last year, but he, he's a point of difference. He's got a little bit more speed and power and certainly strong over the ball. And, um, you know, when like 12 months ago when we were playing against ourselves, if he was in the, um, say, the second team or the Probables team, he made them so much better with his ability to close down space and tackle and hit against mm. um, against, against the A-grade mids. And is it fair to say he's developed the Joel Selwood shoulder shrug? No, I thought there were some teams um, tackling a little bit too high on the weekend. Yeah. That's what I thought. Kim, did you think different? or? No. Oh, no, I think he's developed it well. He certainly copped a couple high. Although I thought he's got the act, uh, the knack of dropping the shoulders. We'll wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think it went with those boys. Well, his, his strength is attacking the ball hard and low. Mm. So... Oh, look, I honestly don't know how to teach or educate our players how to tackle a bloke when they're hitting so hard and low and they've got momentum through. You've nearly got to let them slide past you and come under their waist. Mm. Um, but he does that well, and it, it should never change. We, you, you know, you spoke about protecting yourself in tackles with the sling tackles before, but if you're prepared to go at that football hard and go down low and drive your legs, if you get hit around the head, you deserve the free kick. Scott? Naturally, Adelaide will be ambitious. It's time to play finals if you look at the way in which the rebuild has been done. But is this going to be the toughest race we've seen perhaps in more than 20 years to get to the eight? It seems like that, isn't it? Because, mm. I mean, everyone you talk to, you, they'll, they'll give you uh, their eight and then they go nine and then they go 10 and yes. they go 11. And yeah. you're going, hang on, you forgot about 12, 13, <laughs> and 14. Yeah. Um, you know, like even even with us, for for us to get, if you look at the the home and away season last year, the latter, to, for us to get to ninth, we have to be better than the Dogs and yeah. Richmond, Geelong, and Fremantle and Gold Coast. So that's not even talking about the eight. So uh, yeah. you know, it's it is it's and this is the competition that the AFL have always strived to have, and yep. and, and it's good for everyone, isn't it? Where it's even, yep. it's it's competitive, and um, you know, you just don't want that. Um, you know, most teams will say they don't want those niggles to you know four of the top eight players that. That are, you know, all of them get four or five week injuries. You don't want long term injuries to your better players, and you've got to be managed to survive when when things aren't um, aren't going your way during the season. So it's going to be a it's going to be an even season. It's it's going to be tough. There's going to be no easy games, but um, you know we we believe we're in a reasonable position to to really attack it come round one. Scotty, we could chew your ear off forever, uh, but we'll let you go. We really appreciate your time and uh, all the best for Saturday week. 
No worries. Thanks, lads. Scotty Burns there. Let's go to a couple of quick texts, Roach.